How does competition and performance play into the development of the child's self-esteem? It's all up to the parent. We're going to look at that today. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. This whole week we've been talking about self-esteem. Where does it start? It starts from a relationship with the parent. It continues on on knowing whose we are. And yesterday we even talked about how self-esteem ties with discipline. But there's so many different areas to self-esteem. Today we're going to talk about performance. And uh, let me tell a story first. I did my undergraduate work at Maryville College, which no one's ever heard of. And uh, one of my roommates there was Jack Llewellyn. Uh, We went different directions. Uh, I got my background, my degrees, my doctorate in in counseling and and working in marriage and family. He got his in sports psychology and uh, really has gotten to travel the world in sports psychology. But his main uh, offices are in Atlanta during the Olympics in Atlanta. He was there. He's still there now, I believe. And Jack talked about the number of people after the Olympics that called to set an appointment because he's very well known. Mm-hmm. And he said the thing that would surprise you is it wasn't necessarily the losers. It was the winners. Some people who won gold medals, all the accolades and all the stuff, and it was great for a little while, and then they kind of sunk. This is it. My whole life. I spent my whole life attaining this. This is it. Who am I? And really, who am I next? What do I do? Do I have to go for, well, maybe I'll go for a second Olympics and do it again, uh, which we've seen people do. And there's nothing wrong with that unless that's how I define me. And these are people whose whole lives have been programmed. It's all about the performance. We're going to put everything on hold. We're going to have you in soccer. Then we're going to have you in travel soccer. And then we're going to have you in supersonic, go to the universe, soccer, <laughs> and all these things. And again, let me say that's not necessarily bad. I was not a big one on and loading up on sports every season. We did one sport a year, uh, and we did soccer because I do believe for physical fitness, soccer is probably the personal opinion, personal opinion, probably the best sport for physical fitness there is, and everybody can be in. Mm-hmm. But I have to help my children not define themselves by that. You know, when I moved out from my apartment, should I take my letter sweater or not moment uh, when I only had enough room in my car or not? And Rosemary was horrified when I left it there. Uh, it was high school. You know, it was another another era, another time. And so who are we? And I think one of the ways we begin that is to teach our children uh, to risk competition, but help them by the way we react to uh competition to help them realize it's fun and your husband because he's a big time coach knows what parents can be like on the (laughs) sidelines it's unbelievable we have seen so many different kinds of parents on the field uh the the screamers Mm. the ones who did play soccer even semi-professionally who and they're still vicariously trying to play through their kids exactly it's it's so common that maybe we have failed in certain areas as parents and so we want our kids to be the winners so that they don't have to experience what we did when we don't really realize hold on maybe our failures got us to this place and why are we so why are we so sad that we didn't get that soccer scholarship and and it took our life in a different direction it's okay can we be okay with that do we have to live vicariously through our kids well it's huge. I, th- I think if god know jeremiah tells us god knows the plans he has for us and their plans to bless us not to harm us we also know in romans all things work together for good for those who love god and are called according to his purpose and we also know in romans that if god's for us who can ever be against us if we believe that then if i was supposed to get the scholarship it would have arrived in the mail Mm-hmm. If we believe that, I mean, Moses believed he was supposed to help his people. Uh, he had to have lost the dream. He was 80 years old when God called him back to the bush. No, son, I had, I had training for you. 
The problem is when we vicariously live through sports through our children and we're on the sidelines believing it's all about the win, that's what we tell our children. When we're yelling and screaming at the coaches, when we're yelling and screaming at the refs, we're missing the life lesson. And we're missing not letting our children learn, you know what, maybe it's not all about the win, but it's all about the effort. Give it all you got. Be all you can be. Give it all you got on that field. But I'm proud of you because you gave it all you've got. And when we live through that, then I'm only worth the win when I win. And that's a horrible statement because that statement's nice for elementary school, but all of a sudden it doesn't work later on. And all of a sudden you don't make the team or you don't win the whatever, you don't get the scholarship and you're devastated. What am I? I don't even know what I am anymore. With our children, we've got to start early. And I think competition starts at home. And I think it's a fun competition. And I think it starts at home playing games. If it's Candyland, if it's just playing, which I, if the guy who invented Candyland, I hate Candyland. If he's in, if he's even in heaven, I'm going to track him down uh, because it's such a boring game that my children loved playing. But whatever the game is, we're in it for the fun and teaching my children, teaching my children that when you lose, it's okay. And the best way for me to teach them, and everybody doesn't want to use the Bob style. I know that. But I would get up from a loss at Pictionary, and we would always be eating something while we are playing. I'd throw my napkin on the ground. I'd stomp, and I'd get on the floor and kick like I'm lying on the floor. <laughs> and my kids would die laughing, but they'd realize what a little temper tantrum looks like. Mm-hmm. It looks ridiculous. So let me ask you something. Does it, did it look ridiculous seeing me do that? Then why doesn't it look ridiculous seeing you do that? <laughs> all the effort. Be all in. But when we walk off the field, we're off. We're done. That was soccer me for one hour. Now it's me me. I'm done. I think in this culture, we just have this innate mindset that says that it is about winning because you have to win in life. You have to be successful. There is a lot of competition out there. You're going to be competing at every stage in your life in something. So I got to train this child early to compete and to give it all they've got so they can get the win instead of just the goal of giving all they've got. So define me by performance. Let's just define me by performance. And then when I'm too old to perform anymore, I hope I have boys so you can define me by their performance or mom defining her self-esteem by her child's report cards. Mm -hmm. Just define me by performance. We miss so much when we do that, but we're also very vulnerable when when we teach a child like that or we ourselves are like that, that I'm vulnerable to I am what I wear, I am what I drive, I am where I live, I am how much money's in my pocket, I am I'm still looking for the victories. And you watch even some of the greatest athletes in the world leave basketball like Michael did and go over to baseball to try another sport because he can do all things through him who conquers him. What we've got to realize, and I think it's the great story. That's why Paul's story is so great. He spoke all across Asia and Europe, and then he ends up in Roman Philippians chapter 1, and it's such an amazing thing. He says, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that everything that's happened to me and everything that has happened to him is in prison here has helped to spread the good news for everyone here, including all the soldiers in the palace guard, know that I am in chains because of Christ, because they're on shifts watching him. And we're led to believe that while he's on those shifts watching him one day, and he's doing some writing, and it's the end of a shift when he's finishing dictating his letter to the church at Ephesus, that he sees a guy, sees the Roman legionnaire who he's discipling them because we're told that there's a revival going on in the Praetorian Guard. 
he all of a sudden watches this legionnaire put his armor back on, and Paul finishes out his letter with one more thing, put on the full armor of God. What Paul did is he got isolated in this little place called prison and he became the number one world's best-selling writer. Uh, by writing these letters out that we all read in multiple translations. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's doing pretty good in heaven today about who he, <laughs> where God placed him. I've got to not just be the wind, because if I'm just the wind, I, after a while, I'll reach a point where I can't win anymore, and then I'll be devastated, and I'll look for different arenas to win, and I'll become a human doing instead of a human being. I'll become a human performing rather than a human being. And this is something that permeates every area of our life as well. I mean, talk about competing with the Joneses. If you're a mom, you want to have that awesome birthday party that everybody talks about at school the next uh, Monday. You want to make sure that your kids have all the supplies they can possibly have and even extra. So uh, just in case some other moms might have missed it. I mean, there's a competition out there and we live it out as parents by even like you said, the way we dress, Uh, the way we value our cars, the way we value our things. And our kids are going to receive that automatically just by the attitude that we have towards our possessions. They'll never be content. And we even think the word content is too docile. It's not a type A, uh, high D on the disc. Uh, I don't (laughs) ever want to be content. Well, I don't want to be content or or whatever the word is, lackadaisical about what I'm doing for Christ. I don't want to be content about writing or any of the things I'm doing. I always want to push and see what God's going to do. But I have to be content in me at the end of the day. Father in heaven, I should be pumping gas in Washington, D.C. like I did that that one summer where I was really lost for a while. Uh, and sad thing is that's not even a profession anymore. You can't even pump your own gas in that state. <laughs> I have to decide I have to learn the process of being content. And the road you went down, it's far worse for women because you've got to excel in beauty, you've got to excel in career, you've got to excel in marriage, house beautiful, great performing kids. You can't do it all. And then we're teaching this to our daughters, too. Oh, yeah. And ironically, what you really want to excel in is personal appearance and looking young. And God set the system up so I don't get younger every day. I get older every day. He did set the system up for downhill, not uphill. (laughs) And so we have to learn where do I find my self-esteem in me? How do I get there? And how do I pass it on to my children by having fun competing? I'm a big believer in competition because it's fun. I compete in everything I do. We compete at Sheridan House and everything, even in the staff. We even have a staff bowling tournament because nobody knows how to bowl, and so we all go bowl just to have fun competing and laughing with each other. But I want to teach my children performance as an activity. It's not a definition. It's an activity to do. It's not how you define you. Yes, hone your skills, and if you have a gift in that area, go after it. But then if you get really good, like a Heath Evans who plays fullback, for the saints, uh, you realize your performance then is not just an activity. It's a platform to share Christ. Mm. Don't define yourself by the performance, though. Define yourself by God allowing you to do this, having the fun, having the release, and then maybe using it as a platform. Yeah, I think uh, another area also that it touches is the respect that you want from others. You want other parents to respect you, to think that you're a good parent. You want to be a good parent. So it's almost like you're parenting well just to show off that you're parenting well. You know if what I, I mean? do that, I will never ask for help. If I do that, I will never say, I have this challenge. Can I ask you about it? Um, and Rosemary's always said, you share more down or negative things about your parenting. Why do you do that? I, because I'm not a perfect parent. I know that. And, and here's the other real important thing. It's not my child. It's God's child. That's child's on loan to me for a period of time. 
And so my job is to just do my job and do the best I can and be consistent. And here's another thing here that you have to go contrary to what you want to do. You know you have that child who has the propensity to have the lowest self-esteem because their behavior is always a challenge. That's the paper. That's the child you need to invest more in. Yike. That's the child you need. The misbehaving child. The child that you need to take with you places when you're going to the store and want to take one is the child you (laughs) last want to take with you. Can I have that? Can I have that? You know what you're going to face. And you might have a little talk. Hey, I just want to be with you. I want you to know we're not buying anything extra here today. So I know when we walk out in the little machine, there's a silly band machine. We're not buying anything. If you want to bring your money, that's up to you. But I I just really wanted to be with you. And it's the same child that I took to breakfast every Wednesday morning. Uh, I know I would get challenged every Wednesday morning, but it's made us so close today because I just want to be with you. And there's sometimes when you're knowing in your heart that's not true. I don't want to be with this child. <laughs> but, but if self-esteem is defined by relationship, whose you are, so we can over a period of time continue to pass the baton off to God. You're a child of the king. He knows the plans he has for you. And this king is not an ogre. This king is not a, ah, caught you doing something bad. This king will always love you. The reason you do and obey God is not to not get caught. It's so that you don't miss some of the things he has for you, and you miss some of the pain in this world. This world has pain anyway, but some of the extra pain you bring upon yourself in this process. Yes, you go out of there and you want everybody to like you, but let's start here at home. We adore you. We love you. Regardless, if people are not nice to you, if people are mean to you, that's their problem. That's not your problem. If people respond weird to you, that's their problem. Shame on them, but not shame on you. You continue to serve people, but you're not serving people to get an attaboy from them. You're serving people to hear from God. Well done, good and faithful servant. That is a lifetime quest that needs to be realigned in my life regularly. But I want my children to see it, and I want my children to understand the reason we love our neighbor as ourselves, the reason we're nice to people is not for them and not to even hear thank you. The reason we're nice to people is because that's what God would call us to do. And he knows the plans he has for me. I don't want to miss it. Self-esteem is about your relationship with your child. Spend time with your child, most especially the difficult child. You've been listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. If you want to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries and the resources available there, you can go online to shfm.org. It's short for Sheridan House Family Ministries. That's shfm.org. You can also hear this broadcast again, share it with a friend or fellow parent, and sign up for the daily parenting blog about this topic, but just going a little further into it. And that's online at parentingtoday.org. That's parentingtoday.org. We hope you'll join us tomorrow for our final day talking about self-esteem right here on Parenting Today.